Tonight, we're taking a stroll through the Spanish wall garden, reflecting on our past loves and feeding the cats and raccoons. Because we're talking about gray gardens. So let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hey guys, thanks for joining the cult. I am your host, uh, Cody Everett. Tonight we are talking about great gardens, but before we do, before, yep, before we do, go head over to iTunes, leave us a review. We'll give you a shout out at the end of the show. We have one to do tonight, so stay tuned for that. It's a good one. And then head over to our YouTube page, subscribe, and check it out on YouTube, all our YouTube, on iTunes. Or Apple Podcast, or whatever the fuck they're calling it these days. Did you say YouTube to begin with? Yeah, I did, and I, I corrected myself. But oh, we're okay. on there. Yeah, we're on there, too. But we're also on there. Yeah, we're on there, too. But iTunes has all of our episodes. All of our episodes That's are right. now available on iTunes. Go check that out. Over 130-plus <laughs> reviews. For better or worse, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah damn right. <laughs> That's Are true. on there. That's true. You know, humble beginnings. And then they're shitty. Yeah, everyone has to go through that growing period. That's true. We definitely did. We went through puberty in podcasting. It's okay. It happens. Tonight, we're talking about Grey Gardens. It is directed by Albert and David Mazels. Mazels? I don't want to go with that. I think it's Mazels. Came out in 1975. Had a budget and box office of Dan. Is uh, filmed here in the U.S. Has uh, a rating of Dan. (laughs) And uh, currently sits at a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's a, if you don't know what it's about, it's a documentary that uh, explores the daily lives of two aging eccentric relatives of Jackie uh, Kennedy. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is it. This was Mike's pick. If you're wondering who Mike is, yeah, you're about I, to. I, wa- <laughs> I was confused. You're about to find <laughs> out, dude. I even had a. You know what's really screwed up? I even had a plan not to do this tonight, and I still did See, it. You thought about it. That I was did, the mistake. That was the mistake. I am joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Willenbrecht. Hey, what's up? And Michael Salustio. Hello, everyone. This was Mike's pick. Mike, <laughs> why'd you pick Great Gardens? Man, uh, I kind of, I, I had seen bits and pieces of this film. I felt like we hadn't done a documentary in quite a while. Um, and there's not a lot of cult film documentaries, I feel like, that this at least our, come to the top of my head. This is the only second one I know of. Yeah. And uh, I really just felt like it was time. It was on my list of cult films to finally get to at some point in time. And... Now is the time. Now is the time. Who has, who has seen this film before? Not seen this film before? Anyone? Kyle? Kyle seen this film before? Not seen this film before? <laughs> Kyle? <laughs> I feel like I've seen this film before. And I've seen the HBO, um, the movie as well, that, that's based on the documentary. Wait, you feel well. like you've seen it before or you have seen it before? I've seen it before. Okay, when did you see it? Um, around the time that the HBO documentary okay. came out. Because the I watched the HBO movie... Not knowing what the fuck I was watching, and then and then I found out How oh this is about? based off of just scrolling through the TVs and looking through channels. Okay, you know, and, you and, said this and it just looks set like up, a good one. Well, it what it what it what happened was it opened when I cut to it. It was um, panning into oh you guys haven't seen the movie. I'm sorry. So the movie opens with um, with um, little Edie 
or Drew Barrymore doing the uh, patriot patriotic yeah. dance, you know, mm-hmm. with the American flag. Yes. So it opens with that, and then it cuts to you know, like you know, thirty years or twenty years or ten years earlier, and they're in New York City, and it's Drew Barrymore, you know. And I said, oh, there's Drew Barrymore. She looks hot, gorgeous. <laughs> I like her as an actor. I want to see what this is. And then that's why I watched it. And okay. then after I was done, I was like, I, I don't even know what this is referencing. And re- further research. And then you saw you the You dug film. deeper. I did. Chris, yeah. have you seen it before? you not seen it before? Chris, I have, have you not seen, it seen this before, but I have heard about this movie for a long time. But the thing is, I never heard anything about it. I just always heard the title. I didn't even really know that it was a documentary. So I always thought it was just kind of like some weird drama or something. So I didn't really know much about this going into it. And I'm actually thankful for that i did not hear a whisper or anything of this film ever before this You've is my never even heard new, of this film never huh. even heard of it i was like okay like whatever uh didn't read anything about it but going in went in blind like a little baby too so dad no idea it was a documentary yeah uh it like, like you said it. dad had no idea it was <laughs> daddy a had no idea <laughs> dad had no idea <laughs> and, I like, and then i thought to myself don't ever refer to yourself as dad on this <laughs> podcast again <laughs> really weird <laughs> 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 and Big Daddy gives it five yeah. big raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Big Daddy. Five fat raccoons. Big Daddy gives oh, great garden. Yeah. Let alone did I know it was um, uh, a, cri- a Criterion Collection film, and nor did I know how uh, well reviewed this film yeah, is. Yeah, I didn't know that either. But until after I watched it, it was like, I got to check out what people said about this film. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and what did they say, Big Daddy? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> that was that number one, funny and gross at the same time. Yeah, see what I mean? That's how I was feeling when I thought that's what you said. Only on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, you know, I was like, yeah, I had to look it up immediately and kind of figure out like what what was um, uh, so so uh, highly re- regarded with this film. Uh, that's kind of where I want to take the discussion uh, tonight, but I feel like we should do that when we come right back. This is the best thing to wear for the day. You understand? Yeah. Because I don't like women in skirts, and the best thing is to wear pantyhose or some pants under a short skirt, I think. Then you have the pants under the skirt, and then you can pull the stockings up over the pants underneath the skirt. Mm-hmm. And you can always take off the skirt and use it as a cape. So I think this is the best costume for the day. Okay. <laughs> I have to think these things up, you know. Mother wanted me to come out in a kimono, so we had quite a fight. And we're back. We're talking about Grey Gardens. Came out when, Chris? 1975. That's, That's right. right. Uh, Very important to know that. Mm-hmm. Documentary film. Right now, that I feel we're like gonna... it is important to know that in this case, actually, it is because it does set up a timeline because it is a glimpse into that time period too. But even though very isolated, it is a glimpse into mm-hmm. that into that time Era, period. Yeah, yeah it's it, and also, I mean, I'm not well versed in documentaries, but was this is kind of an early time for a documentary to be get some success, right? To gain some kind of critical. A claim well, or something. This, I mean, I feel like they were always even throughout the fifties. Their 
documentaries. Yeah, but I feel I feel but like, like to get like go. Yeah, I feel as like big I feel like there, there's an accepted there's an accepted fact probably still at this time that if you're doing a documentary, you're not going to be making money. Well, also the 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 type of look that like how they peered into these people's lives. Like I don't well, know that that had been really done. Well, that's. That's kind of a doc. That that is a style for documentary, right? There, there's, and I don't, I don't know what it's specifically called, but it's probably non-narrative. But it's essentially all you're doing is you're showing up and you're turning on the camera, yeah. And you're not feeding anything to right. them. You're just letting them kind of be themselves, be you, yeah. And I just want to see how you interact on a day to day life yeah, and you within your house. You don't see any of those anymore. I think, no. especially after you know, uh, what's his name, uh, Michael Moore's. Like when those documentaries became yeah, really the popular, more narrative with a styles. lot of like, yeah, the narrative style, and there's a lot of editorializing, and it kind of guides you through it. Yeah, and then sometimes by the end of it, you're like, was this even my opinion, or was it really the narrator mm-hmm. kind of pushing me to it? This one really just sits it's, there. It's definitely it like a more pure you... documentary because really all I'm looking at is just this person interacting. It's, voy- I mean, it's voyeuristic, really. I mean, it's like you, they want you to be like a person that's like. In their lives, like in their world. I don't know if I would disagree with. I I don't know if I would agree with that, Chris. But first, let's go to Mike before I, I, I rebuttal that. Let's let's go to Mike for our new favorite segment in the show, which is plots with Mike. Is that what it's called? Plots with Mike. Mm, yeah, plots, plots with, with Mike. Mike. Well, I mean, plots of land. We need some special music. Being a dad. Okay. <laughs> plots with Mike. Something I don't know. Sure. I'm, gonna, I'm actually there. just going to uh, take that noise you made, and I'll just loop that. <laughs> It was a little bit Batman theme from the '60s, so a little bit of there. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's a, it's, ahead, a, it's a documentary. They just turn on the camera and let it, let it go. So there isn't a lot of plot other than what it guides us kind of through and what we learn about their lives. But it's about uh, Big Edie and Little Edie, Edith uh, Ewing Bouvier Beal and Edith Bouvier Beal. Uh, they were mother and daughter, but they also happened to be uh, the aunt and. Cousin, cousin yeah. of Jackie Nanasis Kennedy Bouvier, a lot of o. last names. She had a lot of last names. Um, <laughs> basically, I mean, as 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 the documentary sets us up, they live in Grey Gardens, which is like this family estate. Um, but uh, the neighbors are really starting to complain because they don't have enough money to keep the place up. The foliage has gotten out of control. It's a goddamn forest in there. Mm-hmm. Um, they live in like there's holes in the walls. They live in pretty much utter. Cat shit. Squalor. Squalor. That's a very good word. I would have said cat shit. But cat shit. Squalor. Is squalor. You know cat shit and cat's piss is all over that place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, this, that you happens know. happens on film. They're threatening to evict them by, I guess, like, I don't know, whatever the Homeowners Association is at this time. I don't think, no, it's the it's the actual, it's the, like the uh, Department of uh, Public Health. There we go. I think it's yeah. The, they, yeah. the house was violating health codes. So they need, to, they need to clean this place up. They try to do it, but basically this documentary crew decides to come in at least... Uh, you know, uh, document their lives, and what they find is, yeah, they're living in absolute squalor, and they're, you know, they don't seem like they're all there, and they're very, let's say, eccentric, eccentric people. Yeah. But there's also a conflict between the mother and the daughter as to how they even ended up there. And as they're telling the story, I think that contract, that conflict seems to intensify as the story keeps getting more and more out, you know, more and more into it. You know, mm-hmm. whether it's the producer sitting there on the sidelines saying. Well, tell us more, tell us more, which I imagine is probably what guided them into it. But um, I feel like if there's any plot, it's how did these people get here? How did they get into the situation that they are in? And, like, what happened to them? 
yeah, and the isolation that they that they really have around them. They're, they they yeah, really they're they only interact <laughs> with a few people, and like I can imagine that would do some weird things to your brain after ten years, you know, or forty or fifty or however long they've been in that house. I think it was like thirty years at that point for one of them. I well, think fifty so years they had big, the house was, for fifty yeah, years. Yeah, well, it, that was uh, Big Edie's house. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that was uh, she. She didn't always live there, but she did. She she eventually moved there, and then while she lived there, little Edie lived in New York with her dad, with the father. What is his name, Mister Beal? Mister mm-hmm. Beal. And then yeah, then she went. Then she then she came back home. Um, I don't know how long they were in that house though for together when that crew shows up. But the crew basically shows up just to kind of jump off of what Mike was saying is that the the people filmmakers were making a documentary about the uh, Bouviers. So Jackie O's family, Jackie O's like deuces. I am not fucking doing this. Mm-hmm. And they had already gotten footage of little Edie and Big Edie, and they're like, "Fuck it, we're doing a whole thing about them." Yeah, and that's kind of I think what what kicked this whole thing off. So there you go. There you have it. That is the plot with Mike and Kyle. Backstory with Kyle. Backstory. Plot with Mike. Backstory, <laughs> backstory with, with Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> I like it. I like that. Yeah, new yeah. segments. New segments for the show. That, although although I like the title, I don't like the work that comes with that title. <laughs> I have to do research now. <laughs> Not every film is going to have this interesting of a story. <laughs> right. I'll give you my opening impressions of this film, and then uh, we can kind of go from there. Uh, when this thing... Again, going into this blind, not knowing anything about it. When this thing opens up and it starts uh, introducing you to these characters, I believe it's um, it's that walk through the through the garden. You get that whole like outfit description thing, like why she's she, yeah. wearing what she's yeah, wearing. She calls it a costume. Yeah, yeah. and um, and then it, they they go up to the porch eventually. Yeah, to where you get the better thing, and then like the mother sitting a better there. thing, a better view. There you go. Uh, the mother sitting there, a better thing too. Uh, the mother sitting there in like a tube top, like, like, like just looking ragged as hell, honestly. <laughs> and, um, I'm like, holy crap. This is like, this is a, this is a John Waters movie. Was that, like, was this? that? Oh, right. I really put a, a lot of the style from yeah. this. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm sure John Waters had to be a, had to be a fan of, of Great Gardens, right? He had to have seen the documentary. Before. I feel like he would be a fan I of feel, it, yes. I feel like, stylistically speaking, like I feel like he pulled something or a lot from almost like the way 80s like, style I mean, this is, is 75, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was making movies in the early 70s, though, that yeah, had yeah. this look. <laughs> so. oh, that's true. That is true. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, so that's what I instantly thought. And, um, and as the movie developed, um, you get this... this I don't know for you, for for me at least. I got this just a uh, like overbearing impression of 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 a parent and like depression from this film. Like that was my my overall experience with this, and I feel like everybody's kind of maybe had it either a different experience or or something else with it. Um, I think my I think my experience was different than yeah. that. I did not feel a depression. Um, I felt like um. I felt like I just fascinated. I felt completely fascinated by these two people because of the way they interacted with each other, the way that they spoke, the way they, their relationship was and how they constantly talked over each other. And like, just like, I think that was the real, like, um, I don't want to call it even entertainment. It was just like, you know, the real drama was coming from like these two women who are cooped up together mm-hmm. for so long. And they just have developed this very strange relationship with each other 
mother and daughter. One minute they're complimenting each other. The next minute they're at each other's throats. You know what I mean? And it's just so fascinating yeah. to me. I, I, I agree with the fascination. And I agree actually a little bit with that kind of the, the, the heavier, maybe what you're saying, depressing, but maybe kind of a heavier tone that, that kind of settles over the, the, these two people in this house. It's, it's I, I think it's interesting to me when I watch this because I feel like I'm also getting like a slight window into maybe this kind of upper society or this kind of unique port this unique niche of society people who come from like kind of a higher class or that kind of old school money mm-hmm. like really old money in the in you know you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about Mike yeah. Mike Mike's nodding along I'm gonna assume everybody else is yeah we get it yeah <clears throat> so I think that's really interesting because I think that then plays into because there's a lot of there's a lot of uh emphasis put on manners how you kind of respect and kind of kind of talk towards your elders because I, I see a lot of that in this movie because Lily's sitting there she starts complaining about being stuck in this place I'm stuck in this place and then mom fires back and like says you you, you always start or you you're always saying this but you're never going to do anything yada 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 and then it's just kind of like follows that up with just kind of oh well you know and then just goes back to it. It's just like this weird. It's this weird dynamic between the two that just keeps me engaged. This but are, movie. does it make you depressed? See, for me, it doesn't make me depressed. It makes me depressed in some parts of it because, well, here's the thing. I I go I go through a, a wave of emotions with this movie because the way the film is structured, and maybe this is by design, or maybe this is just happenstance. But the way it's structured is, at least the way I saw it, is that the first half of the film we're kind of fed the idea that. The mom is responsible for her being stuck there, mm-hmm. and then midway through the film, it shifts, and I th- feel like now, now as uh, we're, we're presented with the concept that the mom has nothing to do with her being stuck there, that she kind of just did it upon herself, and then at the end of it, you're kind of left to make your own decision. I that's how I took away from it. So for me, like, yeah, there are moments where I feel sad because I'm I'm relating to. Edie, I'm relating to her feelings of of like not being able to go out and be little who I Edie, be little Edie, yeah, about who I want, like you know, chasing a dream or chasing this kind of high concept she has about getting out there and being somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But at the same, but but then at the same time, I'm like, well, you could just do that if you wanted. Yeah, to. Yeah, I don't think she wants to leave. Like, I I think there's a she, safety there. I think I think she, yeah, there's a safety there. Obviously, I mean, she runs anytime her mother calls her. Like, you know what I mean? It's. It's yeah. instinctual at this point for her. Mm-hmm. You know, she might ignore ignore it for a minute or two, but then she's like, oh, right away, you know, go, I'll go get you food. It's like their relationship, they can go from like, you're thinking like she's just so fed up and sick of this to like snapping right back into the little girl that she claims she is in this film. She's like, I'm just right. a little girl to you, you know? It's like, and and to me, it's like, they. This, these are choices these two are making. Like while they might come off as like depressing about their lives, I think they actually enjoy their life, like their lives together. Oh, I disagree so much with everything you all just said. Yeah, I, I I think I agree a little bit more with Cody in terms of the way this film made me feel. I I think there there was a lot of depression for me watching this, and um, I think a lot of the fascination uh, that maybe audiences have with this film is more of a curiosity as to how these people ended up being so like eccentric and weird and and almost to the point where you're wondering like have they, have they gone insane 
Um, I mean, they're they're living in squalor, mm-hmm. right? And they don't, man. I mean, it's fucking sad, it, dude. It's really sad. And like, and there's literally cats shitting on film behind a they're fucking. Pi- they're pissing portrait. behind the portraits, yeah. And the, and the, the stuff they're eating is ice cream and fucking out of a fucking mini fridge, like pate. Like it's like it's like they're trying to to hold on to this weird yeah. aristocratic kind of like concept of themselves. Thank you. Right. That was that right. was the word I was looking for right. Earlier. But like at the same time, it's like it. They can't, like they can't, because whatever happened, they've and fallen so far. It it's depressing to me, and, and that's what all their stories are, and that's all the like the the just to piggyback off of yeah. you real quick, and that's all the fucking New York talk is too. It's like, oh, I'm gonna go to you, like no, you're not, no, you can't. Well, she did. She did after, and they sold the house, and she got more money for that. But at that p- time, she couldn't do that. She was like, I should be in New York. It's like, no, you can't be. And you know you can't be, but you're going to play up this grandiose view because that's what you think people should perceive of you. Is like, they, we're fine. We're okay. We're this. And it's like, you're not that, and you know you're not that, but that's how you hide the pain. I feel like her mind is so fleeting that it like doesn't really... I almost feel like she doesn't think that deeply about like manipulating a situation. I feel like she's just kind of no. I think it's reactionary. Nature. No, I think well, it's I think it's second nature by this point. The, the, by this point, what? like I've met people before in my life that lie about things they have to feel better about themselves. Like, yeah, I go to New York all the time. Oh, in New York, I did this, which I'm sure when she was younger, she did do those things because she talks about them, right. you know, in this film. But at, at the current state, she couldn't go b- back there and do those things. Well, let's, let's talk about the family history a little bit here, too. I mean, and what, what they're all kind of dealing with. I mean, you got, okay, so they, they make a point throughout, you know, within this film. They talk about, like, the Bouvier money, right? And, and, and Jackie Onassis' father was, was a stockbroker, and his mother was a socialite. Her mother was a socialite. And, I mean, now you got also the first lady of the United States and probably the most beloved first yeah. lady that has ever been, <laughs> has graced the walls of the White House. <laughs> They got that working, and then on top of that, little Edie has another, you know, like shadow she's living in is the fact that Big Edie was a like a relatively popular singer. She was known as right a singer, and she's she a was lounge singer, a lounge singer, and she has this history, and she kind of goes off and tries to go to New York to like I guess to in be some extent to be a dancer, but at least yeah. go into into the industry, yeah. go into the interna- yeah. entertainment industry, and she just doesn't do it. I think that this just like with this family, there's a lot of pressure. To to be uh, somebody, right, 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 and I think little Edie. I mean, I I kind of want to agree with you, Chris. That mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, maybe she could have left at any point in time and gone to chase her dreams, and she just nope. didn't because she's frozen. But I also do feel like she's a little a little trapped. So I don't know how much because I want to. Somebody, you guys were talking about uh, Big Edie being. Uh, we talking about Big Edie being manipulative. She is manipulative she's for manipulative. sure. Right. Okay. So. That's something I definitely I don't want us to like lose sight of. And again, I have no idea how accurate or how how much the 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 HBO film of their lives is. I have no idea. But if I'm going off of that, but I'll I'll just explain to you how it's presented to you in that movie, which is that um Big Edie basically or yeah, Big Edie, she lives in that Hampton house with her Lover, mm-hmm. who is a, a musician, who is the piano player, the accompanist. Um, and she lives there with her for a long time. And he eventually deuces out after the husband's like, because the husband goes back to New York. It's like, I fuck this. I'm not part of this anymore. Right. They don't technically get divorced. 
which they, they mentioned in this film. And then little Edie's there living with uh, Mr. Beale and meets uh, a, a rich guy who she's starting to have a relationship with. And uh, Big Edie starts to call her and starts to manipulate her and starts to make her feel like um, feel feel guilty for being in New York and not back at home helping her because at the end of the day she just didn't want to be alone at all. So she basically manipulated her daughter to give up that love that she had and that life that she was in the middle of pursuing cuz she already had she had stuff lined up apparently. She had like potential opportunities to try well, to get further into the industry but she had to give all that stuff up because Big Edie didn't want to be that's alone. That's even discussed in this film. Like that's discussed in the one the documentary that we're talking about. She has these discussions. That's what I mean. Like I was like like I could see how people could laugh at this film. I was not laughing. I laughed. I chuckled once during it, this whole. movie. I didn't laugh actually in this movie. No, I there wasn't was laughing. not really any yeah, moment really. where I ever thought. I, really, I, really, I don't really recall. Laugh. I laughed. The only time I chuckled was was the, I chuckled the, out of the dance with the flag. Like that I, ch- made I, ch- me I, I know, I know, I had a sad chuckle when um, there's a part towards the end where where uh, they're upstairs and they're like having one of the final arguments, and I realized that Big Edie's dress she's wearing it's was actually down. just no it has nothing to do with that oh. it's the fact that it's a fucking sweater <laughs> that yeah. is just pinned across the front of her wow so it's just you could see the arms of the sweater yeah. going around her back and tied together and I thought like god fucking damn it I mean and you see I mean Little Lady is a great example of like the type of I mean so so if you've ever seen any pictures of Little Lady when she was young yeah she was gorgeous. Oh, she was <laughs> gorgeous. She was a gorgeous woman. Very mm-hmm. tall. Very like a, a model of her time. Mm-hmm. She, I mean, it's it's very possible she could have had a career, um, doing modeling or dancing or whatever. Um, but she actually ended up losing her hair relatively early in her life. I was going to ask yeah. about that. She I don't. They didn't, didn't talk about it at all. They don't this, really did talk they? about it. But if you look up a little history, she did actually start losing her hair. Uh, yeah. Due to some condition, and. Um, that's why she wears like these weird things, like towels over her head. Yeah. But like, like again, back to this whole thing of like this, this. It's almost like independent aristocracy, like like taking independent filmmaking attitude <laughs> to like trying to look bougie in some way, mm-hmm. right? Like like or upscale. Like she's she's taking a common headdress and she's trying to make it like this really fanciful thing. Right. And she has this like whole uh, what is it like a what do they call that like a pin. And uh, it, like a yes. fancy brooch, yeah, brooch in the top of it, but really it's just a bath towel. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Right. And like that's everybody's like her and Big Edie both have this weird style of just taking common almost like they walked into a goodwill <laughs> and like just started picking <laughs> things off the shelves and said safety pinning them as, together. You know, Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm a tr- like it's when you go, you go to the gala. It's like when you go on. on Instagram, you see like these these uh, Instagram posts about like turn your giant sash into a dress five different ways. Right. Yeah. Just pin it this way and cut it over here. It's mm-hmm. like they were masters of this before that ever became yeah. the DIY. Uh, yeah. They were making whatever <laughs> they DIY had fashion. Work. They had to. Mm-hmm. They yeah. had to. They didn't have. They don't have the money to go and buy clothes. They don't. Like, they they don't. don't. But they're desperately oh, nor, holding on yeah. to this nor, concept. Nor can, yes. nor can they, because that's the only thing I feel like gives them a purpose and confidence in I, whatever daily. I don't life even know if, it's, if that's what up. gives them purpose and confidence. I feel like that's just kind of part of that aristocratic attitude and idea. Is that I'm. This is who my family is, and this is how I am. I don't. 
I'm not going to just totally abandon that type of thing. So it's like holding on to what you feel like you're I think supposed to hold on to. I think or it's something. trying to hold on to a status that they know that they still, yeah. they, they, they I don't can't think achieve. I really never got, I never really got the idea that they sorry Mike. Yeah, I mean, I, I never really got the, the the impression that they really honestly cared about their status because oh, they did. they they naturally were the outcasts of that family and they were fine with that. I think for little Edie especially that she's trying to was little struggling. little yeah. well little Edie especially. basically little Edie's holding on to basically trying to actually live her life. She got fucked. She got fucked out of having a life of her own. I I, I do agree with the, that she did get fucked and she is, but I don't think I think she's also like codependent. Like I think she's also just I think as she's codependent. codependent now. I think for no, sure. I think she's I th- just I as codependent they, on the they mother. Both are. Yeah, I think she's just as codependent on the mother as the mother is on her. Right, like, but that's also yeah. kind of again going back to this kind of old school aristocratic approach, right? It was the mother's job to marry the daughter off to a rich man, so that, like there, there's but, no. Yeah, but she, but she had the opportunity to do to, that she's before to push the her mother off on a on a, a gardener at some point in time yeah. in this film, like or the fucking uh, Jake, the yeah. the the handy Jerry? boy right. Jerry. That's yeah. the guy I'm trying to yeah. talk about. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Like like I said, like I I agree with you, Kyle. Yeah, I, I think there is. Some level of like they're trying to remain upper class. They're trying to remain upper crust. Right. I think they're trying to, or it's just ingrained in them because yeah, they came from. That's it. what I'm saying. Yes. Right. I think they're trying to perceive it because that's what they think people like. I think that's what this whole movie is. Is like, do, do I think this is how they act on their on their daily days? Daily days? No. No, I don't. But you turn that fucking camera on and it's let's sing songs, let's let me dance, and let's put on a show because we're 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 performers. performers. I mean, there's that weird scene at the beginning too, where little Edie is talking about books to uh, Jerry. Did you read the book about you know yeah. like and it's almost like she's and bragging she, about like that she like reads. she's showing off her not like her yeah. her status right. if you will like what yes. she thinks her status is like yes yeah in what she tries to discuss and well, that's her it, interests and all this stuff that to me is a defense mechanism of of like come on fucking jerry knows you're you're fucking broke ass and you know you're a broke ass but you're gonna upplay it like i'm uh, not a broke ass look look i'm i have my i'm I, so intelligent I, I really agree with mike though i feel like i feel like a lot of that is more so coming from this is just ingrained into the into like, them so th- th- i i used to hear this thing about the, the the great depression right that like even in the great depression everybody every man owned a suit because you just owned a suit and it was a status symbol right, right. and it was the one thing you held on to even when you were eating beans out of a can, right. like you had that fucking suit just in case a job opened up, you wore that suit and every day you wore that suit. I feel like that's what this family kind of envisions. Like, I don't think they're trying to prop themselves up or, or, or put a, a guise on anything that like they aren't what they are. I just think that they're, this is their culture. See, I think it's, they're like not a- going to, they can't go, they can't, they, they can't act like everybody else because they don't know how to act like everybody well, else I, in their I, position. And they're not kinda, everybody else. I right, they still have a mansion, for Christ's sakes, and an entire estate. And they're related to Jackie O. Like, yeah. that That in some way has has to keep them well, here's feeling the, like they're above people. The moment when I realize that they kind of are turning it on, like when they need to, is when she's coming, when Big Edie's coming down the stairs with the cane, and she's like, oh, these stairs are so dirty. 
why didn't why didn't Edie you know clean these? And she's commenting on how gross everything is. And I'm like, really, you didn't give a fuck about you know anything else? Like, yeah, you don't care about the six you know cats shit you know in your I'll bed? Say, I'll say yes. I I agree. She turned on that moment, but she's not turning on for the camera. She's turning on because there's now guests in the yes, house. Yes, right, exactly. Yeah, I but think it's the equivalent that of like when, when you walk into anybody's house and they say, "Excuse the mess," and it's yes, not exactly. fucking messy. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like it's like the equivalent of that. Like, yeah. oh my goodness. Yeah, she's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, I think like I think the what you were describing just a little bit ago um, with um, the, the them you know just proje- I think it's projecting they're projecting what they are to honestly to to to, to protect themselves from their depression and their like their mental illness that they are going on so it's like no no we're still better than you we're, because this is who we are like oh I read this book Jerry I don't know if you can handle it because I'm. Because I'm so much better than you. Well, no, you're not. You're doing that to protect well, yourself. I, I don't want to use the word from, better than because I, I actually didn't get the impression that they were trying to. I did at that moment, just that like, moment. Separate themselves from like their we're upper class and their lower class. Right. I'm just saying that like when you grow up in a certain atmosphere, That's you take you on act. that culture, and there's nothing that you can really do about that. No. Especially if you're not known anything outside of that. Right. You grew up in that, and then you recluse yourself. I don't yourself. disagree right. with that, but these people have, like I got the sense from this film that these people have been in this position for way longer than you guys are giving. It's not like this happened to him two oh, years no, ago. Oh, no, no, no. Not that I, I, I agree with yeah, you. It's this, at least 10 years. Yeah, so it's they've been at they've least, at least been living in, in squalor for 10 years. Like, come on. They've had to adjust, somewhat adjust yeah. to it. So, But that's not how culture works. Like, it's not how you're brought it, up and stuff like do, that. When you're do, brought up a certain way, that's not true. you can live there for 30, 40 and, years. And actually, and actually like, point, let's, let's, let's be people honest. People hold like, on to those, but, those yeah, things. Yeah, uh, and let's be honest. I mean... It, it's not like it's not like everything the the way the the where, where they're living it dropped out of the sky one day and they're like oh my god this is something that's like one day I throw some socks on the ground next day I take a box out of the closet to look for something and I don't put it back and then you know in a couple of weeks all of a sudden your fucking house is a disaster and you're like <laughs> what the fuck happened and you're like and but you don't care up to that point where you actually realize it happened get a, get a kid and then you'll care because you're like I don't want to touch all my shit uh, no serious. <laughs> Uh, and then I'm just, I'm just, I, I don't have, I don't have boxed up action figures. I don't want my kid playing with. So yeah. I won't worry about it. You gotta wait till you gotta wait till you have one, okay. and then you'll be like, "Don't touch my fucking PlayStation remote that I used to leave all over the floor." Oh, don't put that underwear, my dirty underwear, in your mouth that I used to leave all over the floor. <laughs> wait, Kyle, just wait. And, well, I, and neither I point of these out, ladies had a child. And I, and I will point this out to you where you're also wrong. There's a little movie I like to... Uh, I know he's just like, dema- like where you're also wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I would Chris, like, where you're also an idiot. Go fuck yourself, <laughs> but keep going. I would, I would like to point out a little movie I like to call Trading Places. All right, I'm not listening to you anymore. <laughs> the movie Trading Places yeah. with Eddie Murphy and yeah. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, well, what happens to Dan Aykroyd? He doesn't just he doesn't stay high That's society. A fictional fucking he doesn't, movie. He doesn't stay high society when how he goes poor. How dare you? Have like stay, a legit conversation. You, know, you bring learns, up Trading Places. He learns how to run the game. Mm, <laughs> When he turns poor. That's what I'm I saying. This is a mental illness for these people. It's, it's not a mental illness. It's you not, bringing that up is fact. No, it's no, because it's, it's true. It's a, these, they're, they're mentally ill. Well, dude, both of them. And I think that might, it, it probably was a thing early on in their lives that was developing. But I think as they both got older and more reclusive, it, just gets worse. it yes. got worse yes. because when you amplified don't, there. when yep. you don't stay in contact with outside society really that much, like you're, you're changed as a human being, I'm sure. You know? Oh, I agree with that. And I think that them just feeding off each other amplifies their behavior. Yeah, but like, we can't we can't ignore the fact that like they 
probably in their lives have had one situation after another that didn't go the way they wanted to that put them into the place that they're in right now. And it's like you can't help that. And it has nothing to do with having a mental illness. It could be a fucking husband leaving you, a lover leaving you, a loss of income. And no more like Which causes depression. And if you let your depression get out of control can cause can cause you to have mental issues. Which actually Kyle, I want to piggyback off what you're saying right now because I you know, we we have only uh, reviewed one other documentary and it, it's something I really wanted to tackle when we when we when, when I finally saw this film and I finished it is that it did give me a lot of memories at least in like thematically of American movie mm-hmm. like because it is a lot about like it has the same like a lot of the similar themes right like it's eccentric characters we're dealing with the same eccentric characters that we're seeing in American movie but they come from do two very separate you know set sides of the track so to right. speak right and it's also kind of like the other theme about it, which I thought was actually was surprisingly uh, similar, was like the concept of like sacrificing family for your dreams. Yeah. Like, because in an American movie, you know, one of the reasons he never like kind of goes off and does the film for a while is because he has a child, multiple children. Right. And <laughs> he's like kind of drawn to the fact that he has a responsibility to take care of these people and as a result like it has stalled this movie from ever yeah. being made now and now in this film it's kind of similar like the mother calls mm-hmm. her to come back and she makes the sacrifice for her mother the only way where I see a difference is is that American movie ends on a positive note he actually does finish the movie and things or whatever yeah. this woman like for all intents and purposes like never leaves like she still stays in that depressing status that made us all depressed during american movie and she, never gets out of it she she leaves after the film has been completed. right but, yeah, like, but you don't know that she's 50 something years old at this point like true you know true like true and and and, and but and, she still does leave can i this is different i'm glad you brought that up because i was going to bring up american movie too because there is two different because that's what i'm kind of judging this film against too. There's two different perspectives where you have uh, the the people in American movie who are come from basically nothing, uh, trying their damnedest to achieve a goal to get out of that, and you see that, and it's like you're you're like yeah, you might be a little fucked up, but god damn it, dude, are you the heart that you have to to make it to go to drive? I'm impressed with, and I wish I had that, and it gives you like. This this I don't know whole feel yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah where this film there's none of that no no there is absolutely I zero think, I think there is drive but it gets completely stifled and stomped out by like a a moral responsibility like that little Edie has towards her mother like if I leave she's just gonna be fucking alone no here. I agree with you but and like, I feel like that is what's preventing her from I feel even like chasing if you, if you look at little Edie she, she had she had all the privileges that would like be able to facilitate her dreams to happen and then she take she goes to her mother takes care of her and it goes on too long to the point where it's all gone yep right as where in american movie those guys have fucking nothing right like they are nobodies and quite possibly like maybe even talentless you know <laughs> like maybe never will you know achieve yeah. that kind of stuff they have no privileges that could like catapult them into this right. area so i kind of feel like it's it's a weird it's it's like watching American movie in like reverse. Verse. Yeah. 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 It gives you the reverse feeling. Yeah. Whereas you see like somebody starting at the top that kind of achieves failure, whereas like in American movie they're starting at the bottom and trying to achieve success. Right. Yeah. 
That's it, it is cool. And, and I will say it is a little different. Like I feel like American movie, like again, it's just, it, it, it's lighter than this film. Like this film has so many elements of just like, like you feel like well, at a base level, there's something wrong with these people. Yes. Like everybody can look at this movie and say, there's something really off about these people. You can't quite put your finger on it. Could be the, like a result of their lives that they've had. Could be a result of the relationship they have together and how they communicate. You know, it's just caused very strange people. You know, yeah. to grow out of that. <laughs> it's just it's a really it's a really unique set of circumstances circumstances and situations that basically create these two characters that they're created but, from. Like that's why it's so odd because it's like how how many other times in history did you you end up with two 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 women who were Attached to basically American royalty, quote unquote, with like the Bouvier family who just like recluse down into this. It's just such a really unique thing. And that's a unique. That's why the movie's so interesting, I think. Yeah. And why his character is so interesting. Because it's like, I'm going to fucking see this again. How, how many times has this happened? Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, no, I can see it from that, that, that point of it. But I also think like what my, my biggest thing too would be with this film is that at least with America, going back to American movies, just to compare it to the, another documentary is at least that there is a progression with that film where I feel like I get no progression with uh, this. I disagree. Film. Oh no, you get a progression in a different direction. I, the, I, yeah. I, no, no. I feel like, like as far as like, there's a progression in the story where in this one, I don't feel like. For me, at least, guys, I did not feel a progression in this story. For me, it was a snapshot in these people's lives and them being uh, uh, crazy for a little bit, and that was it. Like, I was talking, I had talked to Mike about this. Like, I believe, like, from what I've heard about most documentaries is you film your, your documentary, you film your subjects or whatever, and then you do your narrative and your story and the editing, which I, did, which I feel like they didn't really do that in this film. No, what, what I feel, where I feel maybe I'm seeing something differently yeah. than you, but... The the progression was the deterioration, I feel like, of of their relationship in a sense, because when it first started off, it was seemed kind of playful, like they, you know, understood each other, or whatever. Mm-hmm. By the time it got to the end, it was just be just became hurtful. Like they were trying to hurt each other's feelings. They were trying to were insulting each other. Mm-hmm. They were yelling over each other. Like there it got way more intense. Little Edie became way more aggressive, like with the way she was dealing with her mother. The mother became way more insulting to her daughter. Yes. Like you kind of saw this like progression right. of like how how they can really get nasty with each other and then snap right back. You Which know? I think <laughs> oh, Go on. all four of us wanted to jump yeah, on. I know, that. Yeah, I know, I know. I I just want to jump off what he's saying, and this is going back to what we talked about earlier. I think what you brought up earlier, Cody, which was like, you know, these are performers that are turning it on for the camera. Yes, they were turning it on in the beginning, but what he's talking about is it's these cameras have been around long enough that we're actually seeing their real lives together in this house, and that's and that's the progression you see is them is. It, to me, the progression I saw was, again, like the story they projected to the filmmakers about how they got into the situation kind of went from, oh, you know, happenstance, this, this, this. And then as the movie progresses on, it just gets more, well, you did this, well, you, it becomes finger pointing, and then it just, the, the relationship breaks down and crumbles from there. And, 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 and there's also a lot of reveals that happen far towards the tail end of the movie mm-hmm. that happened in the beginning. And I think there is a lot of, that that is where the, like the central conflict is, right? Like at first it becomes look at these two wacky characters, mm-hmm. right? And then you're like, why are they living in squalor? Right. And by the end of it, it really does turn into little Edie 
A, accusing the mother of, of piggybacking off of, like, like following this, this, this uh, piano player that she had and, like, kind of accusing him of things. Also blaming her for never having a love life, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then finally kind of, like, and even at one point in time saying, like, look, you know, all of this success that we had didn't come from your fucking voice. It came from the Bouvier money. Right. You know, she makes a point to say that at some point in time, too. And then by the end of it, she really says, like, I came in here and sacrificed things, and I have a resentment towards you. And, I mean, whether, let's, I, I'm not going to say that I think that at, that this is the first time she's probably ever said it. Yeah, I don't, right? no, I agree with you 100%. Like, like there is a part of me that feels like this. They, they have this, might, this is a conversational Yeah, they've had this conversation. It, sometimes this comes up, right? Because especially the way the mother reacts to it is I'm like, whatever, here we go again kind of thing. And there's a lot of that even coming from little Edie too, Mm -hmm. especially when she's critiquing her about her singing. Right. You know, where it's just like, here we go again. She's going to tell me I'm a horrible singer and I could never have made it. And that's the reason why I'm here. Right. Like. That's the real them, I feel like, at that point. Still, what we're seeing in the film is not that. Like, they really hold that off towards the end. And it really does kind of play off as. A mother and a daughter mm-hmm. kind of rectifying and then finally coming to an ultimate climax as to like finally right. telling them how they feel about one another. Yeah, I would be uh, really, I would be really curious just to, it, it would settle my curiosity. And which I think you said there's a documentary about the documentary. I would really like to find out exactly what happened in the editing room. If, if what we're shown is in, in a relative, uh, accurate timeline from when they started filming to when they finished filming, right. or if there was a lot of like, you know, fuckery that happened. Like in the they built room. the story to build, in the to editing build, room. to build yeah. this tension up more. Yeah. The tension is real, but how it's presented to us in the audience, I want to know if that is some form of uh, uh, of injecting a narrative. Yeah, and I think there could be some of that for I, sure. Yeah. Like I don't know. I can't say at all. Like they're I trying know. to make something interesting. So, you know, naturally you you tend to but I, I would like to believe it happened in sequential order. Like I, it was I would this too. progression of like this he would they were there for a year. They filmed them for a year. By the end of that year it started getting to this point and this is where they're at when we yeah. leave them off and, and which which could have simply been the way it was. Yeah. The, the filmmakers could have sat down and 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 as they're piecing together we're like, look like if I was to give you in a nutshell what one year was like, they were nice for the first three months, kind of okay in the middle, and then really nasty towards the end. And let's just structure the 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 documentary how we experienced experienced it. it. Yeah, See, uh... who knows? Who knows? Or it they they could have just chopped out all the garbage and chopped out all the mistakes and just given us some kind of linear narrative, linear yeah. linear account of what happened. I don't know. See, I you guys see that and. You know, thing, and I kind of being like this big thing of this culmination, and I kind of agree with Mike in in the fact that that just a little bit like this is not the first time that they had this. No, no, no. one is. No one's saying that at all. Here. I could feel that tension from 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 for me from the get go, and I honestly felt like they were having the same squabbles over and over for the last we ten all, years. We all, yeah. agreed on, we all agreed on that. Yeah, and no, over like, and over and over and right, over right, again. Right, right, right. We all agreed. But what I'm saying, minutes. like in terms of the way yeah. it's presented to us. Yes, like I'm saying that, like that's the that's the in possible a vacuum, narrative in a vacuum. That's the narrative that I'm getting. I can't really. For right. all we know, the two hours we got happened, you know, for a whole year. Like it was the same thing right. happening over and over again. They just happened to well, catch no, I'm enough. Saying, I'm saying to, from a from a from a a movie watching standpoint, what I watched literally was them having the same squabble over and over and over and over again for 90 minutes yeah but it got it got it got progressively worse yeah but not it got progressively really for me cut the cuts got progressively deeper 
I'm talking stuff. about the editing. I'm, th- I'm talking about, albeit, I agree with you to some, and the reason I think we all feel this way too is because there's so much rambling in this film. Oh. Yeah. They ramble. It never stops. The singing and you can't never imagine stops. imagine that when that camera is shut <laughs> off that they're not still rambling. Yeah, no, I believe they are. So I, under- I understand where you're coming from. What I'm saying is that the way the film is presented to me not me trying to dis- trying to create the backstory yes. that I assume is probably the case. Mm-hmm. I can't help but say like, okay, well, if, if that's the case, then if this is a story about two eccentric people and then a mother and a daughter and then the conflict just rises and rises and rises until the daughter actually does finally say, look, I think that you're the, you're the fault right. for me I think, losing, and that's failing on my dreams. That's what we were talking about that. Yeah. That's what we were specifically talking about. I have a question. Like, maybe you guys got this. I don't know, but like, I feel like the first half of the movie or or the beginning part of the movie with the way we're introduced is I feel like as an audience we're supposed to like sympathize with the mother because they make little Edie really kind of obnoxious and like very out there and all this stuff. And you're kind of like, oh, the mother's interesting. She's bedridden, it seems like. She's, you know, whatever. She can't get up. This she's got this crazy daughter bouncing around the house, like doing weird shit. And then I feel like they try to change it up and show you what the daughters has to deal with. Every time she leaves the room, who's fucking calling her name from the, mm-hmm. the other room? The mother. Every time she's gone trying to do something on her own, the mom is yelling for her yes. to get her something. So then you start to, they, they try to flip it around and make you sympathize with little Edie. Like, damn, like the mother is really needy and maybe she is telling right. you know, the truth and saying, my mother needs me. Like, how would she take care of herself? Blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, by the end of it, they don't really give you a conclusion as to who is what, because I feel like the like, again, the, the deterioration of their of their relationship proves that they're both kind of in this crazy headspace together. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say is that I got that from the beginning of the film. Like I didn't need like it's so weird. Like I didn't get this 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 culmination of a big thing because even just the little stuff in the beginning of the film, I'm like, oh, these two are at a point to where they could snap on each other at any time. We're just waiting to capture it. Like the, I got that from yeah. maybe that's become I because I come from a, a dysfunctional family. <laughs> maybe that's why where I've seen shit like this happen. Like yeah, but I, I, but I, 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 we're not in disagreement. And none of us in no, no, disagreement. I, I feel like you think that we don't see that. I'm not saying that, like, I was just saying for, for me, from from an aspect, it's like, there was no crescendo for me. This was a flat movie throughout for me. Like, this, what, in, in, in my all honest opinion, like, I was, after 30 minutes into this film, I was ready to turn it off. You saw, you you didn't really see, like, a huge progression with these I didn't characters. See, yeah, I didn't see, like, the what was the point of going on? Oh, let's be honest, let's not say huge, Chris. <laughs> like the progression is there is a progression. I wouldn't call it. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't call it huge, but yeah, there yeah, is enough exactly. of one that exists. So like, that you but you just you, you don't think there was enough for you? I don't know. Yeah. I don't think that I don't think there was enough of that, and I don't think there was enough. To, like I honestly don't think there was enough like direction for it for me at least. Like well, that's kind of the that's kind of the risk, right? That you run when you do this type of documentary yeah. style, where you're going to you commit to just showing up and flipping on the camera. You kind of just give what you get. This is the worst one of my wedding pictures. The others look worse. I just want to be a singer, you know, professional singer. I met Mr. Bale, the jig was up. You remember this? May I see that, please? Dawn of the Peace. To my best friend and most delightful comrade, to my only sweetheart and wonderful wife, 
I tender this likeness of her husband. Beale and Beale, 1929. But we did love each other. Did I laugh when I read that? Aren't kids terrible? I just roared. And the people don't speak. They never get divorced. Yeah, you just can't tell. And we're back. Ooh. Talk about great gardens. Mm. Uh, where did we leave off? We I left off. Uh, we were getting real deep on it, but maybe we should go to like uh, technical. I think we should go to some, <laughs> some <laughs> level of technical. technical. Yeah. Yeah. Is there? I no. I actually, you know what I can uh, say is that there there was I there was some great pull-ins and like cinematography as far as like where it would line up to in my opinion to some of the drama and dialogue. Like there was I don't know. There's like a weird shot of her feet that kind of like it zooms in on it as like some kind of like tension fight build scene is happening that I liked. Um, yeah, I think they I, I think they really made you feel something about the setting that you were in, which you know takes some uh, you know coherence to like create that like as far as like capturing moments being really close up on these people at certain points making it feel kind of invasive intimate very intimate yes and then uh, occasionally breaking that fourth wall and showing themselves in the mirror or whatever you know because i was wondering what does the guy behind the camera look like you know who's that guy and then i would see him in the mirror like once i'm like okay now i have like a different perspective of this film I want to give him credit for, like, I mean, we forget it now because we live in, like, an era of, like, digital filmmaking and stuff like that. But, like, the idea that, like, you shot something in 16 millimeter. Yeah. On on a shoulder. I mean, you're shooting it, like, 10 minutes at a time, I think, at most, for Mm -hmm. for a big reel. So, like, God, to do that for a year, like. I don't know how how long. Do we know how long he he was there? I I have no idea, but, like. Uh, 18 minutes. It's not like you can just do it nowadays (laughs) and roll a camera for, like, three hours straight. Right. No, you don't have infinite uh, amount of footage. So it's that like you can there's capture. a part of me that's like, well, there's something. See, there's some. There's something kind of. Like there, isn't there? Some, isn't there something kind of like nice about that though? I mean, think about it. He was able. If you're shooting 16 minute millimeter, and if you're saying it's true on a full reel, it's about I think 10 a full minutes. Reel is like 10 minutes. If a full reel is 10 minutes, then like. The cost of film, you have to factor that. It's like guys firing away when shit's going down. So it's probably a lot of waiting. But that time waiting is probably actually benefiting the documentary even more because that time they're waiting is that time they're building better rapport with these people without a camera in their right. face, right? So when they start firing, the people get more comfortable. Whereas nowadays, yeah, you could fire, fucking click that shit on and fire for a whole day straight and not even fill, fill up a fucking SD card. I wonder if it is like, like, like you're sitting there and you're talking to them, cameras are off, they're not rolling, and you just don't tell them when you're like clicking it on. And yeah. like, aren't 16 millimeters kind of loud though? Uh, some are. I don't. Because I know. didn't hear the camera at all in this. Well, I mean, there's all the ADR. There's always ways to to. I mean, there's always way to hide. Right. To hide the sound of the, of the camera. There's a couple scenes though I heard. Uh, if I saw this on like digital, this story told on like digital, I think it would look like an episode of Hoarders or something. You know, it's like, but because it's shot on this film, it like feels like it's just got more heart to it in a Mm -hmm. sense. You know, you feel the texture of the walls. You feel the texture. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe maybe the texture of the film causes you to focus on the actual video, the the actual images themselves Mm -hmm. a lot more, which causes you to focus in. Whereas, right, it's something in HD. It's glossy as fuck. You kind of just like, "Eh, whatever. I've seen it before. Yeah, I thought they didn't show enough of the house. I wanted more of the house. I because I think uh, like I feel like a majority of the film takes place uh, in the bedroom. 
with the mother. A lot, it's yeah. I bed. mean, there's very few scenes in the attic. A yeah. lot takes place on that balcony. Yeah, over that, which is the bedroom. Fucking forest. Oh my god. It's just like it seems like it goes for- on forever. A forest of overgrown weeds. Oh my god. That's insane. Yeah, that was a part that I was kind of like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Where she was like, I I lost a headband down yeah. there. And I never found it or something. <laughs> went below the went below the tree line basically. I wish they would have shown again. like how you get into that area or something. Like I don't. Yeah. Really That's remember. the one thing I wanted to see more than anything. You wanted to see more of the house. I wanted to see more of the grounds. Like the landscape. I wanted a better. I wanted a better idea and perspective of. How sprawling the land, the the grounds were, and how deep that jungle was. <laughs> you know, so if, to me, like, and I guess that was to give that that claustrophobic feel. I think it works. They were trying to get though with this film, but yeah, I just wanted to see more of. The, I was more, I guess, more interested in the house. Like, I wanted to see more of it. Like, yeah. just like you could tell, it was a beautiful. At one point, you could tell it was just a beautiful. You can house. Go look at it online. Just sold. It was yeah. just sold. It's it's it just it's sold a month ago. Gorgeous, apparently. I mean, they really that the so the lady she sold it, Lily sold to. Um, she works for the Washington Post, or the her husband was the longtime editor of the Washington Post, if I remember correctly. And they bought it, agreeing to not tear it down, and they painstakingly restored the house back to its original uh, glory. And you can go look at pictures of it online now. That's they just recently sold it. I think it sold for like 16 mil, maybe, maybe less. I can't wow. remember. Damn, I want to check that out. That sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's a, it's a, I believe it's actually is, is, it's classified as a historical landmark, I think. It has to be. It I has mean, to be, yeah, at this point. Do you think it's because of this movie? I think a lot of this movie had well, a lot to do with it, yeah. I think so. I think it had a lot, but it is a historical landmark, even for that area. I thought before they even purchased it, just the, 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 the type of garden that it was and that kind of landscape that it was designed right gotcha all right what do you say we rate this man we're jammer mike what are we rating it uh, i think i'm gonna go with rabid raccoons <laughs> you got it there were none that were rabid though no, i want to say but they looked very they looked know. very playful some grabbing, look, grabbing their some loaves of white bread, bread. Some some look a little iron sketchy. kids or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, they're, or, <laughs> wonder wonder bread there yeah. you go <laughs> i guess i'll go first on this one um, why I think this movie is kind of interesting to talk about, um, to watch it for me was just, I, I, like, I honestly, guys, I didn't have, a, I, I don't see what everybody sees in this movie. Like, I don't, as far as like the, the, I guess the love for it, like I, this is a one-time watch for me, um, personally, I couldn't get into, I just, I just couldn't get into them. I just, I felt too sad for them. I just couldn't, you know what I mean? And then it just made me lose, like, I, I got enough of it. I got my fill with 30 minutes in, and then I was like, okay. Like, that was enough for me. And then it just, kept, like I said, it just kept going and going and going and going and going. And it just felt like the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. And I'm like, okay, and this is, there is no, there is no drive to this story of, like, where this is going. There is no, there is no, not that I need a happy ending, but there's just, there is no ending to this. It's just a glimpse in this time period because this is just something that's been going on for years. And this is obviously going to keep on going until the mother dies. Like, and that's, that's what you get out of it. I'm like, there just wasn't enough progression for me. I, I, I was personally, I was bored with the film. Um, doesn't mean that it, I, I can't see what other people see in it and stuff like that. So, I mean, I would give it, for me, I'd give it a two. Two rabbit raccoons. Let's go with Kyle. I'm looking at, I'm looking at pictures of the house now. It's fucking gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> so just off of that, um, uh, five. Five, five, <laughs> five, five rabbit raccoons. I don't know how many of the film, but... <laughs> 
I'm gonna give this movie uh I'm gonna give this movie a four. Um I like this film. I agree that what we're being shown and presented with is sad. It's sad to see these people's lives the way it is. But a documentary is supposed to present you with something and then you're supposed to have an emotional reaction to it. Um, not a lot of documentaries do that well. A lot of documentaries inject their, leave me wondering how much of the filmmaker, like, like, like Mike was talking about earlier, you know, how much am I feeling and how much did the filmmaker make me feel this way? And I don't feel like that's necessarily happening in this film. I feel like what I'm being presented with is kind of like, Here's just kind of what we saw. Here's what we shot. We pieced it together the best way we can. Maybe they added some kind of slight narrative to just kind of the the the, the conflict that was happening. But uh, for the most part, I feel like this documentary is kind of face value, and I like that about it. Um, I I it, it leaves me intrigued, and it feels like I get like a small window into kind of this aristocratic society that used to. Maybe it still does exist, but I've never I've <laughs> never been privy to it. So um, yeah, other than that. I think it's a good documentary. I think it's powerful. It's emotional and gave me the feels at times. So four. Chris. Uh, going into this, I did not know what I was going to get. Uh, I didn't know it was a documentary. I didn't know it was going to be about two real life people that, you know, exist in this world. And what I got um, was exactly that two real life people that once existed that are happened to be super eccentric and, you know, in a way, I'm kind of glad they were celebrated. Um, you know, it is a kind of a you could see it as a tragic story or whatever. But somebody saw some kind of magic in like these two people. They were just like so different from everyone else. And and, and they made a movie about it. You know, they followed them, a, you know, kind of a day in the life of these people. And, you know, it. I think it kind of goes through the range of emotions for me. Um, you know, it is dramatic. It's, you know, you kind of want to like chuckle, but then you're like, no, maybe I shouldn't. Um, you know, like Kyle said, I like seeing like this upper, upper society, higher class society, and like also the, the dark side of that or the dirty part of it that they don't want to talk about, which is, you know, crazy aunts and uncles and cousins. Um, and you know, it was just super fascinating to me. I, I really enjoyed it. I would highly recommend it for anybody that likes like character study, you know, like just these two people were captured in time and I think it's kind of cool. I'm going with a four, and I, barring another watch, I might actually rate it higher, but four rabid raccoons. Mike? I'm also going to give it a four. Um, yeah, I mean, th- th- as it, this is a heartbreaking tale, you know, but it is, it, 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 they are two characters as eccentric as they are. Um, you can relate to in a weird way, because I think their story is is something that's relatable. We all know what it's like to... Um, want to take care of family members and, you know, struggle with having to take care of a family member versus, you know, take care of yourself, so to speak. So I think that there's that. Um, on top of that, I also feel like um, the curiosity of who these characters are and the history of them and how it happens, the way it's revealed to us in little segments and how it intensifies throughout the film does give me enough to want to carry me throughout the film. Like, you know, you see what you think are just crazy people at first. And you start off wondering, like, how did you get this way? And you kind of slowly but surely kind of get little hints to it, like little reasons as to why this has happened. And by the end of it, I kind of feel like you're like, okay, like I can kind of see why 
this situation has occurred. Um, again, bar, like Chris said, barring another view, I, I might give this a higher film. The only reason I wouldn't give this a five like I gave American Movie, and I think maybe maybe Kyle and Chris, you can agree with me on this, is because I feel like American Movie kind of related more to us personally, so maybe it hit us a little bit harder, as where it's very hard to relate to a family yeah. that you know comes from such you know uh, like a like a like a history <laughs> of <laughs> yeah no I totally agree with like that. it's a the yeah. Bouviers it's like this regular person that you know we're all filmmakers we all tried it and I think that that maybe that's why it hit us the way it did mm-hmm. but other than that I really do feel like at its heart it's a very similar story mm-hmm. uh, about dreams and how they get dashed and how you still try to pave your way through life but. Real life kicks you in the ass. Or holds yeah. you down in some way, yeah. or you feel like it does. That yeah. was something I think I didn't actually mention during my review or talking about this movie that I did connect with uh, with her, is that feeling of uh, of of not feeling like you're almost held back and you can't, sh- you, you like, you need to, like, make a change, but you can't make a change or something. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so I... I I, I I identified a lot with little Edie with that aspect where it's like, I just need to get the fuck out of here. I just need to get the fuck out of here. And it's like, I've, I've felt that feeling a lot in my life, you know? So I did connect with that. But I agree, American movies spoke way more to my artist creative side because that really has been more the dominant side of my brain my entire life. It's so closer to home. Seeing failure for, for another artist failing is a little more heartbreaking to me. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, but like American movie, you know, those people were put up a little bit on a pedestal to show, you know, something about the human condition and this whole thing. You know, so one thing I will say, you know, I guess maybe why I knocked it down and it's not a five for me or Mm -hmm. even a four and a half is I feel like the ending left me wanting more. Like, I feel like what it ended too abruptly. Like, I wanted there to be a little more piece of the, their story. Well, and the weird thing about it, too, is that, like, I mean, I don't know where American Movie might stand maybe another five years from now, but, like, um, I mean, this film has, like we said, had an HBO right. uh, fucking run. I would recommend... And um, a documentary about the documentary. I would recommend checking out the HBO movie. It's that pretty good. stars Drew yeah. Barrymore, because it's, it's done really well. Yeah, and I mean, it does give you just a little bit more backstory. Here's the thing. I think if, it's it, not the backstory that I want. I just wanted something at the end, other than like an abrupt ending. Like it just felt like. Oh, that movie does that. Does does give you that? Though. Yeah. Like does it go? It goes on further. Yeah, I think it, that it, it is follows on just a little bit more. That, that about these characters too is that you you like you really want to know more about them. I feel like there's so much more crazy shit that could fly out of somebody's mouth about their past that I'm like, what? Like, you know, like, what's this story? What's this crazy story we're going to hear now? Yeah, yeah. That's so weird because I didn't connect to any of that. I just didn't connect. I didn't. Like, I, didn't. I just didn't okay. connect to you. Okay. Sorry, bro. Anaconda. Yeah. Sorry, bro. Yeah. An- Anacondas. What, yeah. What's up? Sorry, bro. I just, Sorry about Congo. Yeah. I just didn't. <laughs> I didn't connect to either one of these women like that. Like, I just didn't. I don't know. Anacondas. You don't have to know. Just feel it. <laughs> feel it. Let it feel you. Uh, we do have a review to read tonight. Ooh. Can I read it? So let's get to that. Chris. Chris asking very nicely if he can you? read the review. So may, may I? This, this is a cool I, one. I like this, the, this one here. Pardon me, Saw. 
May it's I great. read? We're reading uh, the green chicken one, right? Green yes. chicken two. Yes. Green chicken. He's the second one. He's the second. Somebody green chicken. already beat yeah. up the green chicken. Yeah. So, and then you know what? Actually, green chicken. And then someone. Be, he, don't you think he would have tried green chicken one before that? Yeah, green chicken, green I, chicken well, one. I, were I, already gar- taken. I guarantee. Yeah. So that's why yeah. he's So on he's two. the third. He's actually second. officially the well, third. Well, yeah, you're right. He is the third. Or right. or he saw green chicken was taken and just instinctively said two. I bet there's not two of them. Well, Green, chi- green Chicken's <laughs> headline to this says, One of Us, with an exclamation point. What does that mean? Like a chant? It's like a chant? Us, Ray, you're chanting, Ray. You're Ray, chanting, Ray. Ray, you're chanting. <laughs> I want to kill. But he gives us five stars. <laughs> <laughs> green Chicken gives us five stars, and he says, uh, Thanks for this great podcast. You guys present a podcast that is, colon, Intelligent, but not boring. Funny, but not silly. Insightful, but not geeky. But most importantly, respectfully conversational. I don't feel like everyone is just waiting around to <laughs> talk or to take their turn to talk. Hell no, we don't. No, we're all on top of I each think other. we did that in the beginning. If you go back the to any of those new episodes, he knows a world before we fucking put all the episodes on iTunes. Right. If you right. go to the beginning, it's well, just mass confusion. Definitely waiting World for our turn. <laughs> <laughs> right, but he says, uh, he says. Plus, you guys pick great movies. Uh, you had me at Arena. That's funny. <laughs> I thought I was the only person that knew that movie. Uh, it was a long trudge through other film podcasts before I found you. And now for a recommendation: A Boy and His Dog. That's from Green Chicken too. Five Thank you, stars. Green Chicken. Thank you. Green yeah. Chicken. You know what, Green Chicken? Very you're real. number one in my heart. Yeah. You're yeah. Ne- you never have to be number you're two. You're the only There's Green a, Chicken. Yeah, you're the only Green Chicken we only care green about. Only Green Chicken for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then. <laughs> That was uh, great. That get, was cool. Get, get, Keep them get, coming, get, guys. Silly. Keep them yeah, coming. no, come on. Ten more thousand. Ten more thousand. <laughs> ten, ten more thousand. This is a what, train wreck. Where are we going? With this, this is not a train wreck. No. This is a well put together <laughs> production, Chris. How dare you? That was a callback to last week, Chris. Yeah, I got it. It lasted too long. Okay. It was a callback too long then. We get we get we get that many more, and I can quit my job. Yeah. So keep them coming, people. <laughs> Keep them coming. No, it's been a good run. Like that's we've done like one bit. I, like, I don't know. Don't say it's been a good run because you're. It, it, to me, it just sounded like well, it's been a good run, guys. Thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for being <laughs> yeah. friends. No, I met for this episode, so we might as well get to the fact that you can follow Kyle. You can follow me on Instagram at cultfilm underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris cultfilm underscore Chris on Instagram. You can follow Mike at Mike Salustio on Twitter, and you can follow me at VHS Collect. On Instagram, that's our show. Whenever you're gonna join a cult, just make sure they watch good movies. Whenever you're gonna join whenever a cult, gonna, just make whenever, sure you whenever you get to it. Whenever you do it, just do it now. <laughs> just remember whenever you're joining cults, you know, because there's multiple cults and stuff. <laughs> you can join a cult, make them watch good movies and stuff. 